Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Punt Intended, a fantasy NBA dynasty podcast and hoopball production. I'm your host, Rhett Bauer, joined today by my co-host, Travis Fuller. How are you doing today, Trav? I'm doing fantastic as always. Uh, I'm excited to talk some dynasty hoops with you. We got some big news today uh, that we're going to discuss, and I'm ready to go. So I'm on mountain time, and I'm just taking my time this morning and I wake up and there's a trade. The playoffs are going on. It is the middle of June. There's still, (laughs) there's still tons of basketball being played and yet to be played. And yet the Boston Celtics and Oklahoma city thunder agreed to a trade where Al Horford, Moses Brown and a 2023 second round pick is on their way to Boston and Kimball Walker and the number 16 pick in the 2021 draft Uh, and a 2025 second round pick are on their way to Oklahoma city. And what are your first thoughts? Well, at first I remember this morning, just texting you like, Whoa, I think that's all I said. And then you're like, is that even allowed? That's what I said. We've just just never really seen something of this magnitude uh, during this time. I mean, we haven't even really hit the off season yet. I know for these two teams, they're in the off season, but Overall, we haven't even really hit the offseason. And I guess when the Celtics said that they're looking to trade Kemba, they were not messing around. No. First deal for Brad Stevens as president of basketball operations. And just first reaction, lost the trade, but good for the team. So it is kind of a cup half full, cup half empty type trade for me. I think overall, OKC is getting the better side. Uh, but I, I do feel like they've lost that trade. But we're not here to talk about who won or who lost the trade. We're here to talk about Dynasty basketball. And, Red, I want to hear your thoughts on the trade as far as a Dynasty's perspective goes. So there's players in here. The two main players are older. So, like, the Dynasty outlook of them is not going to change that much. But anything is better for Al Horford than what he did to close the season out last year because he was just sitting at home collecting checks, which – I'm like, you can't be mad at, you just are jealous. That's really all that is. But hey, I know what that felt like last year though, when we were getting all those stimulus checks. So that, that's true. We, we got a little taste of it. Yeah. Of sitting at home and collecting a check. Your just, stimulus just... check was very different than mine. If you got $14 million <laughs> over last year, uh, more than that. No. Cause that's his guaranteed for the last year. Anyways, Al Horford is the biggest winner of this trade just because he's now fantasy relevant again. He finished last year in the side, the top 60, but he just didn't play the last like 30 games of the season or anything like that. And honestly, Kemba Walker doesn't really change my evaluation of him that much this year. Uh, I don't think he stays on Oklahoma city, which changes things. Otherwise he might also get the Al Horford treatment this upcoming year. But I think both of the two headline players they didn't get that much worse as far as dynasty fantasy value goes. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with Horford as well. Obviously he's the big winner in this trade. He went from not having much value and being unusable to not having much value and being usable. So uh, <laughs> if, if, if you have him, if you were holding him uh, congratulations, because he at least has a season to look forward to this year. I know I'll, you, you were probably, wondering what you're going to do with this guy who 
OKC basically just said, go home. We're going to look to trade you. Uh, we're not going to buy you out, by the way. I think we're just going to look to trade you and, and see what happens. And lo and behold, they were able to get a deal done. Uh, unbelievable to me. But but good for Al Horford. He he was useful when he was on Boston before, and I think he's going to continue to be a useful player. He has a really friendly fantasy game. Uh, obviously, the points aren't really his forte anymore. I, I don't think you can expect him to get you know, that 15 points like he did prime in his career. But he's super useful as a big that can get you those out-of-position assists. He's going to get you steals. He's going to get you blocks. He gets you those rare stats that we can all use more of. And I think that's one of the u- unique things about Al Horford, and he's a great fit on that Celtics team. It's funny because I'm one of those people that rosters Al Horford, and we had been talking leading up to this trade about – like who could I possibly move him for? And you said that you wouldn't even consider it because you just want to see where he's going. And now that he's on Boston, you still aren't really considering it. I don't know what that's about, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about Horford back on the Celtics on the deal that they didn't want to pay him in the first place. Uh, But I also think that Kimba might actually have been that negative of a contract with his knee troubles and all of that. And I think that that's the only thing holding his fantasy value back uh, is, is his health because when he plays, he's a pretty good fantasy player, really good points, threes, some assists, just a free throw percentage, of course. But I think he is not going to be staying on the thunder. And so his value doesn't change that much from what it was last year. Um, as, as far as a per game basis, his total value, I don't think could get that much worse because he didn't play very much last year, uh, was in and out of the lineup quite a bit as were most of the Celtics. But what are you thinking about Kemba in OKC or elsewhere? So it's definitely hard to forecast where Kemba's going to go. I think there's numerous options and really the point guard this year free agency is going to be really wild. There's a lot of guys that are going to be eligible uh, Lowry, Lonzo, sounds like CP3 is opting out of his option. So there's a lot of point guards available, and there's a lot of teams that need a point guard. So it is going to be interesting to see where Kimba might go, but it is hard to forecast that. So I do want to discuss him staying in OKC and what that means for his fantasy value. I hear you say that you don't think his value changes a whole lot from the Celtics to OKC. I disagree with that a little bit. I think Kimba's value gets a little bit of a boost. Uh, And I look back to his Mm. playing days when he was in Charlotte and, and when he was in Charlotte, he was the guy he was able to chuck up shots whenever he wanted. He had the ball in his hands a lot more. Uh, And I think he's going to be able to do that a little bit more with OKC. He's always been a guy that's kind of a drain on your field goal percentage. So that's not a really a big deal, but what you want from Kimba are shot attempts, uh, assists, things like that. You want his usage to go up, and I think it will a little bit, uh, especially with those assists. With with Boston, he was kind of around four and a half, five assists per game. Uh, I think we can maybe see a, a slight uptick with him in assists, somewhere over five, six assists. I, I know it's a slight improvement, but if he can stay with OKC, I think you're going to see a little bit num- better numbers, uh, but you'll also see him – probably sitting a few more games. So it is a double-edged sword there. So 
the reason I said his fantasy value didn't change is because I don't see him staying in Oklahoma City. <laughs> but even if he does stay in OKC, I'm not sure he gets that big of the share of the shots on the team. Because they have SGA, who was hurt for most of the back half of last season. And then they have just picks on picks on picks. And so right now they have projected number four. They have 16, they have 18, they have 35, 36. And then I think they have another second round pick too. And oh, by the way, they also own the Rockets pick if it doesn't fall within the top four, which I think they only have a 50-50 shot of. So there's a chance that they have two really, really good picks and that they take someone like Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green or Jonathan Kaminga, and they want to bring those guys along. And I think that's the difference between Horford on a bad team and Kemba on a bad team is that Horford can be that connector piece, and that's why he was playing. But with Kemba, they'll probably want to play him, so they'll give him a healthy diet of shots to try and boost that value if they don't just immediately move him in this offseason. But I'm not sure he goes back all the way to the Charlotte sort of level because Charlotte was trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, I hear you there. And he's a little bit older. He's coming off the knee injury. There's a lot of factors that come into play that that weren't there in Charlotte. So I do understand that. I just think a guy like Kemba, he's going to get shots off, right? Yeah. Even on, on a Boston team that had two superstars, yeah. he still took 15 shots a game. Right. And, and I think on an OKC team that's going to need scoring, like you mentioned, they're going to have a lot of young players they're going to need him to kind of shoulder that load on the offensive end. And Kemba has no problem doing that. He will put up shots early and often in a lot of games. So I, I don't think you're going to see a big improvement in, in the points and the threes, the things that he pretty much has done throughout his entire career. The, bit, the big thing for me is going to be that playing time, which is going to equate to his steals. He's not a great defender, but he has been a guy that can average you about a steal per year. And then a slight uptick in assists than what he had in Boston because I do think he has the ball in his hands a, a decent amount. And depending upon SGA's health, I think he can really be a guy that we see have a, a solid season at least this year if he stays in OKC. We know he won't be there for long. My guess, if he stays there, it's just going to be the one year this coming season. Not a guy I'm really looking to trade for, but a guy that I am curious to see what what he's able to do with that team. And, and he's interesting because he's not a guy I want to look to trade for now and come playoff time, come deadline time. He's probably not a guy I want to look to trade for then because we know he's going to be sitting a lot more down the road as OKC looks to improve their draft pick. So probably a guy I'm just staying away from. But if you do own him, you, you know, he, he is a useful player. You know what you're getting out of him at this point in his career. I think there's an interesting case to be made that Kemba is actually a trade target right now. Not for what he used to do in Charlotte, but because of what just happened with Al Horford. I just got talk, I just got done talking about how Al Horford didn't have any value at all because he just came off of resting the second half of the year. And I think people could be scared off a little bit of Kemba doing the same thing. But the offseason isn't over. Kemba might not even be on the team. So if you just like put out a feeler to the guy who owns Kimba Walker and just see what it is. If you're a contending team, you need all of the stats that you know Kimba's going to provide. Just see what the price is. You know, I'm not saying he's a must get because I don't think he is. I personally don't trust his knee, small guards, knee issues. No, thanks. But 
when you're a contending team, for the most part, you need to improve on the edges. And if you can do that by going out and maybe getting Kimba Walker, if it's super cheap, I don't know what the price is going to be, but there's an interesting case. Another guy I think that is an interesting player to try and sell here might be Marcus Smart. And to me, the reason for that is right now it looks like Marcus Smart is the starting point guard and he's going to just step right into Kimba's role, whatever. He's going to get 33 minutes a game, two steals, 36% from the field, but three threes, all that stuff. I don't think Boston's done making moves. What do you think? No, they're definitely not done making moves. This was, they made this move early. They knew Kimba was going to be gone at some point. They found a deal that was palatable for them and they made it. And I think that gives them a vision going into the draft and going into the offseason and free agency. The draft that they don't have a pick for anymore. (laughs) You you never know. Like you said, (laughs) they're not done making moves. Uh, But but it it really kills me. I, I love Marcus Smart as a player. He's a guy that I go after in a lot of leagues because of what he brings with his free throws, threes, and those. I love guys with an assist and steal combo. Uh, and he's a guy that definitely gets you both of those. So for Marcus Smart, I think his value slightly goes up for now. But it it is, the writing kind of is on the wall to forecast a trade with him. He has an expiring deal, I believe, next year. Yep. Is that, is yeah, that right? about 12 million. So if they don't think they can retain him next year, it does make a lot of sense to move him now. Uh, Brad Stevens, it I don't know what kind of relationship Stevens had with smart because that sounds like it's going to make a big difference. Brad's going to keep his guys and he's got, he's not afraid to move guys that he doesn't see fit this team and fit the vision that he has. So um, smart smarts, definitely a guy that's going to bring them back a piece that, that Brad is going to want for that team. So it does make me a little nervous for smart, but I'm definitely not selling him. I, I think his value at the very minimum has stayed the same. I would be really interested in trying to acquire him still because of the boost he might have this year uh, with his minutes his and his assists especially. We've seen what Smart can do when Kemba has been out of the lineup, and he has seen a nice boost in assists. So that's something that I think you have to look forward to moving forward. But there is always that possibility of a trade with him, and the percentages do go up with him uh, after this Kemba move. So let me be clear. I I'm not saying to sell smart right now. I'm saying that if somebody comes to you thinking that smart is going to be the starting point guard for the Celtics stepping into Kimba's role and they're willing to pay that price, that it might be a good chance to move Marcus smart. And yeah. And I agree exactly there. If you can sell high on smart right now, if you can, if you can talk him up to your other league owners uh, maybe you got a Celtics fan or, or what have you, and you can yeah. talk him up and and let them know this guy is starting point guard. You got yeah. two studs on that team, eight assists a game, yep. two steals. Who Boy. wants them? Yeah, <laughs> and so that's what I mean. But I do. I, I Smart is incredible. He's one of the best steals and threes and assist players you can get towards the middle to later rounds of the drafts, just a really solid player all around. So I'm definitely not hurt by having Marcus smart on my lineup, as long as I don't care about field goal percentage. And there's a couple other pieces involved in the trade. You mentioned that Brad is going to trade for and stick with his guys. And 
I think it is very interesting that Moses Brown is included in this trade because Danny Ainge specifically made a move to put Robert Williams higher up on the depth chart to close, to close out last season. And then Brad Stevens gets in the front office and he immediately comes in and gets two bigs to put maybe in front of Robert Williams. So obviously Robert Williams' stock goes down a little bit in the short term. Long term, I still think he's a viable dynasty prospect just because in the limited minutes, like what he does is incredible. Steals, blocks, insane field goal percentage, rebounds, just an all around hustle player, short burst. But for those of you who were holding Robert Williams, thinking he was going to be the starter this year, or maybe even bought Robert Williams already, thinking he was going to be the starter this year, you you kind of took a loss here on this one. <laughs> and you did. And I've I've been paying attention to um, a lot of guys. Their startup drafts are happening right now, the end oh, of the man. season. Um, and, and he was a guy that was getting a lot of hype. You Robert know, Williams, you, top you 50? It. No. <laughs> you know, is, do I take Robert Williams here in the fifth round? And and, and he was just getting so much hype. And, and some of it was warranted. You know, we, we yeah. thought we thought what we saw towards the end of this season was something that was going to be able to be extrapolated throughout a whole season. And, and maybe he was going to get those big increase in minutes. And it's interesting to me when I was discussing this trade with you earlier, one of the first things you pointed out was, uh-oh, the Celtics purposely got Moses Brown in this trade. He was not necessary. He was not needed in the trade. He wasn't needed for salary. He's a minimum guy. He's a young dude. The salary worked without Rob, without Moses Brown in the deal. They chose him. And, and that's super intriguing to me. Uh, but but again, not good for, for Robert Williams' owners. If you have Robert Williams, there's nothing you can do. Uh, you, you hold him, like Rhett said. He, he still can be a useful player. I think he's a free agent after in two years, I want to say his option is in two years, but re- regardless the, you were seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and now it's kind of dimmer just a little bit, but he's definitely a guy you still hold. If you invested in him heavily, it, it is unfortunate, but just hang on to it. You don't know how that rotation is going to shake out Horford at his age. You, you never know. He's, he's not always been the healthiest guy throughout his career. Moses Brown, we we really don't know why they included him here. We assume that he's going to play. They still mm-hmm. have Tristan Thompson under contract. I we we know the Celtics aren't done making moves, so let's just kind of take a step back, wait and see. Maybe Robert Williams is included in a trade. Maybe Moses Brown is included in a trade. Yeah, we, we just don't know. You got to hold on to him. It is unfortunate though for Robert Williams. I, to me, he takes a big hit. I think, in a, in a if you're doing a dynasty startup. I saw him being picked within uh, top 100 players easy, uh, even top 80 as well. Yeah. So to me, I think he kind of falls out of that top 100, and there's a lot of guys that I would move ahead of him, Jackson Hayes, uh, <laughs> moving forward. So, yeah, to me, he just he, he falls off a lot, but he's still a hold. Absolutely, and I think that Moses Brown doesn't really – it doesn't really change my evaluation of him either just because we don't know what that rotation is going to shake out to be. We know the Celtics aren't done. Like you said, it's very possible that Robert Williams is the backup still, and he still gets 24 minutes a game and he's still inside the top 100 as just a redraft and nine cat, but we don't know for sure. We do know that he's not going to get 30 minutes a game. And we, 
he, it's feasible that he gets even less than that because of Moses Brown. So he's definitely a hold. He's still young. Like you said, he's 22, going to be 23. He's got two more years left on this deal and the Celtics aren't done. So if you're a Robert Williams holder, I'm sorry right now. Um, but you know, you just got to kind of ride it out and, and see what happens. But yeah, keep, man, keep the what hope. a day. Keep the hope for sure. It's it's so interesting to me that a trade just happened in the middle of the playoffs. Like this this offseason was already, I thought, was going to be pretty ridiculous with some of the bigger names moving around, just like every offseason seems to be nowadays. But I did not expect it to start June 18th, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and we're definitely going to have more in the future. Uh, the, the Celtics are now, to me, have become a really interesting team with what they do. They've, they've opened up space. And I think we can maybe predict that Evan Fournier, if you're an Evan Fournier owner, he's probably going to resign there. I think that was a big part of, of opening up the, the space to sign him. Uh, they traded for him last year. They used part of their um, trade exception to bring him in, which was a huge deal throughout the whole years. Oh, we heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> Miles Turner is definitely not a valuable player for the Celtics. I'd much rather just have a fake money, a big old but, stack of fake money. Love it. So they brought in Fournier. Fournier is a decent player for them. He, he gives them more shooting. I think they're going to re-sign him. So if you're a Fournier owner and you're looking for him to, to go elsewhere or maybe have a little bit bigger role, that's unfortunate as well, as it looks like he will probably re-sign there. Um, not for certain, but just first reaction, I think that's, that's the guy they're looking to re-sign. Very possible. But like Travis said, there are plenty of other moves coming down the pipe for certain of that and we'll be here to break all of them down we'll be here to give you our dynasty outlook on every single player that's moved the players that remain on the teams that are going out coming in we got draft stuff coming up we've got all sorts of content coming out for the hoop ball family so be sure to check it all out at hoop-ball.com uh follow me on twitter at ret underscore bauer r-h-e-t-t underscore b-a-u-e-r and ask us any questions. If you have something you didn't feel like was covered, if you want to know how this affects Grant Williams, because he used to play some small ball five. If you're a huge Tristan Thompson fan and you want to know what this does to him, that's perfectly fine too. We'll answer all of those questions. Might even bring them on the pod, talk about them a little bit more in depth than what Twitter's 140 characters allows. But Trav, you got anything else before we close out? Oh, always a pleasure talking. Um, be on the lookout for uh, maybe a few Al Horford trades. Yeah, wow. looking forward to declining those. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys very much for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.